Welcome to our very first episode of Punches and Popcorn Rapid Strike. Uh, I am Mike Huntone, your host, and with me today is the genius, Jason Bills. Yeah, we got to also celebrate Christmas uh, with our selection this week. Yes, so this is a whole new feature for us. If you're listening to this, this is our very first Rapid Strike episode, and we came up with this concept as kind of a short diversion from the regular stuff that we cover in our regular episodes where we can cover what I think of as maybe new things, whether it's movies, news, heroes, um, or martial arts adjacent films and stuff that maybe we wouldn't cover in a regular episode. It just gives us an, an opportunity to have a little more fun. And with the holiday seasons here, we thought that this would be a great opportunity to talk about some of the holiday fun in the martial arts adjacent world. And what greater opportunity for us to start this than with John Woo's glorious return to American film, the 2023 just released Silent Night. As you're hearing this, we recorded this on, we're recording this on Saturday morning after Jay and I went and saw this Thursday night. And Jay, one, thank you for doing this first thing in the morning. If you're hearing this, you're noticing that our beloved professor is not here. I would like to say he's getting his sleep, but with two small ones, he's probably chasing them around right now. So Dom, we miss you and love right. you. Um, Dom, you yes. can listen to this and then decide if you want to see this movie or not. So again, <laughs> we're very excited that this movie came out. We thought this was a great opportunity. Again, John Woo. We haven't done any John Woo films yet for Punches and Popcorn. So another reason why we wanted to start this rapid strike thing. Question for you, yes. Mike. Since it's a new, this is kind of, I think, also our first new release. Um, yeah. We probably should be spoiler free, right? It's You know, I was going to ask that, Jay. Um, yeah. Let's try to... Uh, let's see how we do. We're going we're gonna to start and try to keep this spoiler free. Yeah, proceeding yeah, no, your own risk. You're talking I, to two yeah. old guys with maybe varied <laughs> amounts of coffee in them right now. Yeah, I I think um, a lot of things I have to say are not plot driven stuff, so we might be able to. But like you said, maybe at the end we can just quickly talk about talk about what happened. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see, we'll see. You uh, we'll yeah. judge afterwards whether we were able to keep it spoiler free or not. So we are going to try. All right, so Jay, Silent Night. You've now had. Uh, just over 24 hours to recover from watching this film. How are you feeling? I'm still really conflicted because I think in the first, I don't know, few minutes, I was thinking like, this is sort of like in one of my favorite Rocky Balboa movies, Rocky tells, I forget who he tells, but he goes, I got, I got stuff in my basement still. Like basically oh, there's still Balboa. boiling. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I love that line. And that's how I felt about Martin Scorsese with uh, Wolf of Wall Street and George Miller with Mad Max Fury Road. So I was yes. like, oh, my God, this is John Woo's turn to kind of like reclaim the throne, you know. And honestly, technique wise, I, I think it he's there. Uh, it's just <laughs> I don't know. It, it also that type of hyperbole also with like it also feels like at times like a, a faith based movie something like sound of freedom which was a huge hit in the theaters uh this past year like i could see this playing in a, as a double feature uh it, oh. it, it's just 
it's it's a little I don't know concerning about the content, but it it's, yeah. it made me queasy a lot. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about the content here in a few. I want to, uh, and I don't know if you know this. Will anyone listening to this who's also, uh, I'm assuming if you're listening to Punching Punches and Popcorn, one, thank you. We love all our listeners and really appreciate you taking you. the time to listen, especially when we're rolling out this new feature. But our more hardcore action martial arts movie aficionados might yell at me here. But So I know this is the John Woo's first American film in 20 years since Paycheck? Why? Which he probably did for the paycheck, so that is ironic. <laughs> is it just, I've never seen Paycheck. Is it bad? Is that why he hasn't done an American movie in th- 20 years? Like, So I, I read um, uh, an interview with him, and he, he basically kind of burnt out on, on Hollywood. He, he showed up. He actually really loved working in Hollywood. He became an American citizen. Like, he was into it. He liked California. He said, you know, just the trees and the blue sky was like a huge deal to him. So, you know, he was into it. And in, in, in so much so that um, the interviewer went into John Woo's house and he from Face Off um, and like Wind Talkers, yes. like his, his Nick Cage movies. So, you know, he is fond of what he yes. did, but he just burned out of like playing that, you know, Hollywood studio game so much so that in the interview he goes, this is his first ever independent film. Like, so he's sort of like, like to me, a lot of times when I'm watching it, I'm like, is this John Woo's A24 film? Like it's obviously they didn't produce it, but it's that type of vibe where it's right. such like a, but it's, a hardcore, like auteur driven vehicle. Yes. And it's Lionsgate, right? I believe so. I believe, which is kind of fun that that's on the heels of the John Wick series we did, which oh, yeah, was, all, it was all Lionsgate. So Thunder Road producing. Uh, it's so it's definitely yeah, oh, right, right. The John Wick. Um, production world yes yeah i i'll admit i don't know i don't understand enough of the how the studio system works that when we see a movie and we get eight different studio placards oh, right. before yes, it those. who fits where yeah. so yes yeah. some somewhere in there it's it so it definitely touches on our world it, yeah i forgot that he had the couple string of nick cage movies and it's kind of interesting too because we're getting this whole cage right now where yeah, everyone loves yeah. him like maybe they will uh get together again yeah do you think Fingers do you, crossed, face off too could you imagine this movie with nick cage as the star <laughs> um i i honestly could i think joel uh kinnaman does a, i mean he's really committed like I, I was thinking a lot of times in the movie like if i was an actor which i'm not like i'd be questioning what john woo was telling me <laughs> It's just, I mean, you really, you really have to trust your director and, uh, and he does. I mean, he is completely committed and it's weird because I've seen a lot of Joel Kinnaman movies. I'm a fan. Um, but he, he has some age on him in this movie. Like I was like, Oh, is Joel Kinnaman getting old? Like I'm not, I wasn't prepared for that. Like he's got some lines in his face. He looks more gaunt than usual. Cause usually Very. he's like a, you know, a beefy monster. So. Oh, so yeah. this is what I, that's actually what I was going to ask you. I like, he's not a name that I recognized right away. I looked at his IMDb page, saw that he was in the remake of RoboCop, Suicide Squad, yes. which I sadly have still never seen. Someday I will. And he the, was in the House of, first one or the reboot? I think the re, the James Gunn one that's supposed to be great. Oh, that's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, so I do want to see that one. It's just, I just had, you know, so so many movies, so little time. And he was in exact. House of Cards. And I think I recognized him from House of Cards. But I don't... So, yeah. Jay, so introduce me to Joel 
Kinnaman or any of our listeners who maybe are as ignorant as I am? What what if we want to see him shine? What are the movies we should watch? So I, what I, I'm you pretty sure he's in? Swedish or or something like that. Uh, I know him from this uh, it's Swedish uh, series, or I guess it's a trilogy called Easy Money. I okay. also think it's called like Snabba Cash or something like that, <laughs> where um, it, it's kind of like gangstery. Uh, they get kind of worse as the, the series goes on, but that's what I know him from. He was in a bunch of like, you know, foreign films before they uh, we imported him for our for our needs in Hollywood movies. So right. uh, definitely check out a movie called Easy Money. And the second one's pretty good, too. You don't have to finish it all out, but excellent uh, movies. And I think the, the director of that, Daniel... I think it's Espinoza. He's, I'm pretty sure he ended up doing life. Um, that kind of like movie in space where it's like kind of venomy. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> but he also did Morbius. Like he's, <laughs> he's sort of, uh, <laughs> had, a, had an interesting career, that director. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big Joel person. So, okay. I'll Good to see him in John Woo working. All right. Well, I will definitely, I'll definitely check out easy money. You'd enjoy that. Excellent. All yeah. right. Sweet, sweet. So, we also got the other big name male actor in this is Kid Cudi, who, you know, yeah. this, I thought he was pretty effective in this, right? Yeah, for what he had to do. Has he been in other movies? I he has. So the other big thing that he's been in was X. Oh, right, 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 right. That was kind of his, and again, I'm sure I'm missing stuff, but I know that was his other like big, hey, I'm making the jump to movies now. Mm -hmm. That That's he was good was in. Like. I thought he was good in this. So I... Yeah, I don't know if he keeps making his way nice. into movies. He's he's been good, good so far, right? Um, yeah, the other definitely. big name actress actor in this, excuse me, is Joel Kinnaman's movie wife, Catalina Sandino uh -huh. Moreno. And I love her, by the way. She so right. She is a fantastic actress. Uh, she was Maria yeah. in Maria Full of Grace, which is a phenomenal movie. Yes, uh, she was in a most definitely. violent year. She was, I think, one of the stars in the, the FX series, The Bridge, that I thought was really, really good yes. and got shut yeah. down way too was... early. And I know mm -hmm. she's been in a ton of things like Paris Jetame. And yeah, she's really great. Uh, how do you, yeah. Jay, how do you feel about how they used her in this movie? Uh, <laughs> well, well, it was interesting because I think what she's doing is is w even better than what their the limited uh, <laughs> role she has because um, she just has such a presence and uh, her uh, glaring into the murder garage <laughs> most of the movie is <laughs> made me so uh, that's I think you and I th this is the weird thing I I think Wu's skill here is I mean he gets a chance I mean it's such like it's almost like Wu is the lead actor of this movie we're completely in his head right. there's no dialogue and just that's one of the moments where I, I think I wanted to laugh out loud because um, <laughs> she'd keep looking in this garage at her broken husband and, and he's like building equipment and homemade grenades. And she's like, oh, what, what am I going to do with this fella? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We are, we're like almost 15 minutes into talking about Silent Night and we have any, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Jay, because that's a good transition there, but, or a good segue because really the most distinguishing feature about this movie and what will get the most hype is that this is a dialogue-free movie. You know, and I wasn't sure really what that meant coming in. I, I got uh -huh. like, oh, it's the it's Silent Night. And I wasn't sure if this would be like, uh, like Quiet Place, where like it's going to be really quiet the whole time. And I was worried when we're in right. the theater, like eating the popcorn, like are people going to be mad at me? Yeah. 
Um, and it wasn't, it was dialogue free. <laughs> right? right. So, so I agree that uh, she helped add some emotion to this. And that I guess yes. it works when you have an actress as talented as her, that she can uh-huh. convey a lot of emotion just through without the dialogue. Right. And I thought she did a really good job at that, even though, uh, you know, I think her, her character's role was to basically be the fretting wife and yeah, definitely, I guess, make us make Joel Kinnaman, not like a total murder hobo. Like he has this <laughs> murder garage, but he's also the husband dad. And, you yeah. know, we do get a scene towards the end. I don't think this is spoilery where he, let's say quasi reconnects with her. I, I, uh-huh. Again, I don't want to say too much that, all right, so right. I don't know. It, I that's a lot of acting talent that, yeah, is it used a lot? But again, I think in service of this dialogue free. Uh, so Jay, do you think that? Do you think the dialogue free worked? Like, so I I love a movie with a gimmick. Like I adore. It's almost like Crank. You know, you you have to keep your adrenaline up, speed with you can't lo- slow down your bus. Like right. I love a gimmick. Um, I think it really gives Wu a, a chance to. F- flex his muscle because it's just all on his shoulders because you can't just rely on dialogue it's all visual i don't know if it was necessary or or i i guess does it make sense where i'm like that's sort of the the highlight of the movie but i also don't think like it added anything does that make sense it does well that was kind of the question i wanted to ask you jay like uh, so i think that when i look at a a gimmick right for lack of a better term and you listed some great examples you know i think of like quiet place that i mentioned before it has this this feature Mm -hmm. that defines the experience right or it elevates the whole thing right right. or like 1917 where it's the one shot style right it to me it, it falls on two camps it either becomes a it's a gimmick or, or it's a tool or becomes a gimmick. And the tool is when it's in service of the story. The gimmick is when it's just, oh, here's this fun thing about it. And I, you know, I think a lot about of the, like the 3D films of the 70s, 80s. I don't, yeah. So I don't know. Do you think, and I guess I'm probably getting where you're going on based on what you previously said, but do you, where do you land here? Like tool or gimmick? I, in the middle, I, I feel like that's even the reception of this movie. Like I can see, and, and I love movies like this where half the camp's going to be like, this is a masterpiece. And half the people will think it's like a sh- schlocky garbage. Like I, I kind of adore this movie for how audacious it is. And this adds to it. So I, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Really I like conflicted. I like the, so I like the concept of no dialogue. I remember, and it, this Me is, too. this is it. fun coming on the heels of Ninja November uh, we we saw it on the last day of Ninja November, and you know one of the uh, like foundational pieces of media for me as a child. <laughs> and feel free to laugh at me, anyone who's listening to this, but I will hold this serious till the day I die. Was there was a GI Joe comic book in it was probably 80s or 90s that's all silent with Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and the whole comic again, no dialogue in it. It's just action, and it really opened my eyes to. Wow, this is the power of visual storytelling, uh, you know, especially yes. in an era where comic books were still pretty dialogue heavy. So, it, you know, it made open my eyes to how you tell story without words. So I was really excited going into this to see how can he creatively tell a story here without words. 
And yeah, it's all show don't tell, which is, you know, like the old school masters of, uh, you know, old school directors. That's all it was is they, you know, dialogue is a crutch. You need to show us the movie. Right. Let's tell us the movie. Right. And I think of some of the movies that there's been really good movies that are either recent or I've watched recently that feature like really long, silent parts that have been really effective me for me, like on the kids end, Wally, you know, half that movie is a silent film. Yes. Um, yeah. Or there will be blood. There's what, like no dialogue for like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, right. Or an oldie that I just watched recently and has become now like one of my favorite movies, Les Samurai. Oh, yeah. There's very, very, very little dialogue in that entire movie, especially the beginning. And so I love that kind of thing. And I, I think it was mostly effective here. I felt like he cheated a little bit in that we got the text messages, though they were they oh, were yeah. pretty sparse. You know, there's a part in the movie where you see written dialogue and no spoilers here. And you can at times kind of like hear muffled talking. So the text messages and things like that weren't like significant parts of the movie. I didn't spend a lot of time reading it. At times it felt like, it was kind of a crutch. I like. I would love to see if you're going dialogue free. I want none written, none of that. Give me nothing. Totally visual. Yeah. Uh, but he yeah. did a pretty good job with it. It's. I like that he. I, I think it's a good way for John Woo to return and to really catch the attention of people to see like, it's not just John Woo, but he's giving us this different storytelling style. So it really is to me, it's a good statement piece, right? He seems, you know, definitely reinvigorated and he's already filmed. Well, so he filmed two thirds. He's actually remaking The Killer with a female lead. Ooh, um, OK. They had to stop because of this, you know, the strike. Yes. Um, but th they plan on picking up and finishing production in January. So Ooh. he's already like got most of his next movie in the can. So that's pretty exciting. Like, I, I just can't wait to see more from this guy. Now, I, I think my biggest issue and this kind of goes back to, um, again, like one of my all time favorite movies when i was younger is face off and oh yes there's a scene in that movie so it's it's a perfect movie but at one point john woo is like he comes from like china in like that more kind of like dramatic op opera style yes of um it, you know he's he's hyper sentimental hyper oh yeah <laughs> dramatic hyper melodramatic like more than any director i can really think of like especially it, it, in the it, action genre exactly no one else is doing what he's doing right. so Lots of doves. i remember the scene where it's the carousel and like there's a shootout going on and somewhere over the rainbows playing by judy garland like it, it, yeah. that's sort of his that's sort of in that movie where like he peeks out like his his real agenda which is so like crazy dramatic and, and over the top so that scene is silent night for like an hour and 40 minutes like it, <laughs> it, it's it, i've never seen anything like this like it, it, he's and I, I can't even believe this is in a theater that's how like esoteric and and i'm i'm blown away by this every minute of this movie i'm like are we watching like there's a, he has a there's a tome in the movie like a, he has a little trinket and there's more slow motion of him in this trinket you know remembering his oh uh, yes half the movie is him dealing with this thing that plays a song that reminds him of his son like yes that's right i i can't believe this movie and i'm blown away by it and, and this is what i say like Wu's sensibilities because he's such a gifted storyteller and action wise and and just 
whether it's martial arts, there's a lot of like carfu in this too. Yeah. Oh like yeah. A ton. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Even more than John Wick, I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It, all the staging of it is breathtaking. It definitely is a little more spread out than I'd want. Right. Um, he's definitely telling a story here, uh, which is good, you know, but just these, the, the, I don't know, his, his kind of like old school, hyper dramatic sentimental storytelling really kept getting in the way of me really embracing this movie, but also kind of made it more unique. And and definitely <laughs> I can't think of another movie like this. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. So right. That's another thing we've barely even talked about is the, is the action in this film. So it, yeah, it's, there's a lot and it's quite dramatic, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's like close-ups of s- surgeries, like just really kind of like surprisingly graphic. Oh yeah, the surgery. Um, where I'm just like, wow, I've never seen a surgery that that oh, close. Yeah, uh, you know, even in like ER or something like right, that. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating movie. It is. So let's let's touch on. I one of the things that we've talked about a few times here, or touched on a little bit, is the. I don't know, for lack of a better word, the politics of this movie. This is where, yes. personally, I felt a little icky. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, for sure. You know, I'm not even going to try to, like, phrase this better. I saw one of the guys from the Action for Everyone podcast on Twitter had said something along the lines of, if you believe that MS-13 is going to invade your white suburban family, then you'll have a hard-on for an hour and 44 minutes. and uh, that's probably the best way to describe what made me feel icky about this movie a little bit. We get the fun scene right at the beginning of him running with the in his Christmas sweater. Then it's like gang fights, and it, right away, it's pretty much shoved in our face, like gangs just operating open-air drug markets. Yeah, like, you know, and it's the white point, guy he- who... Yeah, he's driving home. Um, well, his wife's driving him home from his surgery. Is he say he sees like fourteen drug deals right. at every street corner? It's it's that's what I mean. It's so over the top, and and there's like gang members and this the cutest white children running to the gang member <laughs> to get drugs like it's right. candy. Right. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Like, and I honestly don't think John Woo has an agenda of like. But it's just sort of. But I mean, it, so it you sort of happened, right? Well, and you said I perfect that you called this before. You're like you could double feature this with Sound of Freedom, and it would fit thematically perfectly with it, right? Like this is yeah. all like your the worst suburban paranoia fears of urban crime. Uh, yes. It's this, and then he's going to tell kind of a Punisher tale, and even the the effect of like he learns all this stuff he. I thought maybe they would reveal he had a hidden background as a Navy SEAL or something. I, I don't even remember. Like, we saw him come home from work once, and, but we don't really get much of his background. Like, he's there's none of that, right? Instead, he yeah. learns all this stuff from YouTube, which, yes. like, oh, that's that's great. And then he just, yeah, I don't... Eh. He has like a big kettlebell and he becomes jacked and 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 he's got the stabby thing from his YouTube videos. He's getting, he's <laughs> right, getting, right. He's good at stabbing. Well, and then <laughs> all right, here, spoiler. Uh we're almost done here. All right, so one other criticism I have, and spoiler alert, you can stop listening now if uh you don't want to hear anything about the movie. So <laughs> at the end, he has he captures this one bad guy. And he has a right. survey for him. 
yeah. to fill out. And then apparently yeah. having this bad guy fill out that survey and then him uh -huh. just taking a lot of pictures, he figures out everything out about this gang that based on the looks on Kid Cudi's face, we can assume uh -huh. means he's figured out and given to the cops everything they will need, right? Which, which is weird because he gets the pictures from Kid Cudi's office in the beginning. He's just taking like wanted photos <laughs> right. for his own. Like, it's like, it's really weird that that piece of it. Yeah, you're right. It's well, and it's like it's a little silly. How can okay one guy's like taking pictures and following them around? Like you, the cops don't do this, and I, I, they, I, like I they couldn't they do this. And if it's just the power of this survey that gives him the, like, it's the, two pieces of paper with questions on it. Like, yeah. that's so Bush League. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that, yeah. that wraps everything for him. But like, and I don't, that's where I almost feel like there's someone's agenda here. Like, are they saying like, look, the cops can't even do this. And mm -hmm. I don't, oh, I. I looked at the screenwriter because I was trying to figure out, um, which I probably should have his name at ready, but he really hasn't, like, he's written a couple movies, but, like, back in the early 2000s, honestly, kind of when Wu was was doing some stuff. So I, I'm also really interested in, in the genesis of this movie. Like, like did they just, like, confuse John Wu into doing this, like, <laughs> right-wing right conservative movie? Right. This um, is... Which... Ugh, I mean, it so makes weird. The Punisher at times feel like a like a woke <laughs> concept, <laughs> I know, right exactly right yeah yeah it's uh but it, it's still fun regardless um all right uh, we're yeah absolutely we're touching on our time here so i will have okay yes uh we'll a final question for you jay so this uh -oh. is called silent night it comes out around you know it's now come out officially december 1st i'm glad you're bringing this up is this a christmas movie so let's track the Christmas things quickly. Uh, he has a Christmas sweater. Uh, the end. <laughs> like, is that the sum total of? Oh, and also, was that forever? Like the opening credits were even audacious, where it's just him in a Christmas sweater running in the uh, the bell. Uh, yes. you know the jingle bell going back and forth. It felt like fifteen minutes. Like right. It's like oh my god, it was. What are we yes. doing? Here? Yeah, and the floppy was... nose on yes. the Rudolph oh, yeah, that too, sweater. Yeah. So what other Christmas stuff is in this movie? Is is that it? The only other thing is the bad guy. Oh, has a uh, Santa coat. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I right. guess though. Which is just random. His base is kind of like his room is kind of. You could, I don't know if you could even call those decorations Christmas. They look, they're like orbs hanging from the yeah. ceiling. So kind of like ornaments, but. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a Christmas movie. This is like uh, I've how, the opposite of how I feel about Die Hard is like fighting for that to be a Christmas movie. I'm like, we can't call it, even though it's the title Silent Night. It's almost like they needed a, a gimmick to another gimmick right. uh, or tool to hang it on. And, and almost like how the dialogue free thing almost feels unnecessary. The the Christmas setting feels unnecessary. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. Right. And that's where I was. I was expecting when he gears up to have it like uh, put a Christmas sweater on right yeah. or a Santa hat or Santa coat or something or overlay it with rocket around the Christmas tree or something is the music something, like, yeah something yeah. and there it's almost like 
did they forget that that was part of the gimmick too? Or I don't know. I would have, yeah. I would have liked to have more Christmas in this. Just if you're going to, if you're going to gimmick it in Christmas, then go all out, like give us. And it would have cut into that, you know, how intensely dramatic and, and right. like it, some of that energy could have helped the right. proceedings. It could have, <laughs> honestly, the, the most Christmas part of this, my favorite part of the movie by far is when Jay and I went to see this, as soon as the movie ended, another guy in the theater just said quite loudly, and that's how he learned the spirit of Christmas. And I yeah, probably laughed. So I laughed from my seat to the bathroom to the car for like five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, it definitely cut the, uh, the mood in the room, the weird mood that had built throughout the movie. We needed him. Right, right. So I, uh, you know, I would love Lionsgate to just uh, please add that in or like. Uh, Go with that. Yeah. You know, let, let's get a. Oh, I don't think he's alive anymore. Uh, Wilford Brimley, like reading by oh. fire saying. R.I.P. <laughs> right. R.I.P.'s. Someone Wilford Brimley-ish going like, and yeah. that's. How Brian learned the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> and then closes a storybook or something. Yeah. So we needed that. Final question for you, Jay. Oh, before final question, I have final thoughts on this movie. I think honestly, like technique wise, it's it's a masterpiece. I no one else could have made this movie. Uh, Wu still has it. I, it's just again the politics of it is makes me queasy. Some of his dramatic leanings and sort of his his wooness, his his essence, it doesn't translate super well sometimes to what I want or maybe like what uh, humans want from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a fascinating movie. I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I, I like, I, I just kind of, it almost feels like movies have a harder time because there's just so much content these days to become a cult thing where people talk about it, good or bad, like laughing at it or appreciating it. Just having a movie that you got to show other people. This kind of feels like that. Like, I feel like if this came out 20 years ago, this would just be like, people would just need to film people anyways, would need to see this to, to have an opinion and talk about it. Um, it, it just feels like that type of movie. Like I'm blown away. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you go into it and you want to see really cool action, the action part of this is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, great scenes. A lot of the things that John Woo does well in terms of filming action are there. If you, I mean, nothing. Honestly, if you're the type of person that goes into this and is like, "Raw, yeah, this gets me fired up," nothing I say here is going to change that. I, I, yeah. yeah, it was cool. I, will I watch it again? Will this be a regular watch? I don't know. I just have like a handful of like action fans that I want to like watch them watch this movie. Like yes. Dom, like I need him to see this oh, movie. Yeah. Dom, like, you we have need, to. Maybe we need to do a full episode if once he sees us in a couple years, once the dust settles, because <laughs> he's going to have some great stuff to right, say. About right, this. right. Exactly. So once the dust settles. So speaking of the dust yeah. settles, that actually brings me, Jay, we've been like on point today because everything oh, that I'm best. thinking, you're just going there. So maybe it's the AM thing. It, like it the is. It is. This is, you know, we're clicking. <laughs> boom, boom. We're going to tell Dom every episode from now we're doing pre-dawn. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> final question. So it's been 20 years since John Woo did an American film. Does this movie lead to another 20 year hiatus? He seems he seems like, I mean, if people are there to fund these movies, he's going to make them. It seems like. 
Was he? Is he? How old is he? Like, got to be late seventies, right? Probably, probably, probably. Yeah. So he's an older gentleman. So I mean, he, I don't think it's going to be another twenty years, like, unfortunately, because uh, life yeah. is an asshole. Um, <laughs> well, I wish he could just make movies forever. I, I hope, I hope so. And if this movie sparks the return, or you know, marks, since you already said he does have something in the works that remake of the killer, which I'm glad is him doing it and not someone else, then. Yeah. That that made this movie worth it just for that. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, Jay, I hear a sound. I think that's Santa. And I think that means we've got to end this. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get in trouble. I so, thought it was Joel Kinnaman running. So <laughs> oh, it could be, too. Santa. Either way, it's either good news or bad news for us. So, <laughs> Jay, it's been a pleasure in our first, in our first rapid strike. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Hope this is entertaining yes. for you. Hope this has helped you decide. Uh, go see it. Uh, go see movies in the theaters. Celebrate John yeah. Woo. Have fun with it. Uh, share us your thoughts. Yeah. You can find us at Twitter while it still exists and Instagram right now at Punches and Popcorn. And if you have thoughts you want to share with us, shoot us an email uh, at punchesandpopcorn at gmail.com. If you have other things that are martial arts adjacent, you'd love to see us do a rapid strike on. Let us know, and we'll have more holiday-themed rapid strikes coming up real soon. So, all right, Jay. Merry Christmas, all. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network.